the Pac-12 awards are out, and the Pac-12 tournament is set to tip off today. Let's talk about both of those on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today and get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications to get an update when we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's podcast is going to be kind of a double header of conversations. First, I want to talk about the all-conference awards that went out. Not too much news for the Sun Devils. And then we're going to take a look at the tournament, the way it's set up, and what the Sun Devils need to do here. So first things first. The awards went out for the Pac-12 All-Conference teams, the Players of the Year, stuff like that. As you could predict, Arizona State wasn't very represented in any of this. Uh, but they they did have a second-team All-Pac-12 player, and they had an honorable mention All-Defensive team. Neither of these guys should be surprising if you've been watching Arizona State Sun Devils basketball this year. The second-team um, uh, player for the all all Pac-12 conference team was Desmond Cambridge Jr. Again, not a very big surprise if you have been paying attention to Arizona State Sun Devils basketball. He's been the leading scorer for Arizona State, averaging just shy of 14 points a game with 13.4. He's been a good rebounder. He's been a good assist. He's been good defensively. He has some major marquee moments as well, which includes but is not limited to the half court shot against u of a to knock them down in tucson he's been a very good player for the sun levels albeit he has been maddeningly inconsistent at times which is one of the reasons why he finds himself on second team and not first team is there there are times where you're frustrated with the the way that des is playing the game like you wish that it could slow down for him and he wouldn't be shooting the ball up, or in this case, just it feels like chucking the ball up and hoping that something falls in. You're hoping that maybe during the tournament, things can kind of slow down for him a little bit. But nonetheless, he did play very well this year. And this is a guy that I anticipate is going to continue being a very big uh, importance to the Sun Devils for the remainder of the 2022-2023 season. It's really cool to see him get recognized by the Pac-12 committee as one of the best players of the year. There's been a lot of very good players in the Pac-12, most of them from UCLA, most of them from Arizona. But, I mean, you did have a really good season from Desmond Cambridge Jr., especially when you consider the standards that are at Arizona State. That's a huge win. Really happy to see that. The all-defensive player team, which in this case he was an honorable mention, was Warren Washington. Washington is one of the best shot blockers that Arizona State has seen in what feels like forever. He he truly is this game changer as a defensive guy, which is what you want to see 
from someone that's as big and strong as him. But Warren Washington, averaging almost two blocks a game, was also leading the team with 6.8 rebounds a game. He played big. He played tall. He still found a way to score points at times, averaging nine a game. But there were games where he was well into double figures. Like Warren Washington was a guy that you felt uh, 10 times better about this team winning when he was on the court. He had missed two games this year with COVID. And in those games, you wish that you had had him on the court. But bottom line with Warren Washington here is this was definitely someone who was very integral to the Sun Devil's success in 2022-2023. His big presence was a vast game changer for what was a team that ran four guards and one forward at a time. So having him on the court, there, there was a lot of emphasis and a lot of pressure for him to provide that big man status for the team. And I'd say he stepped into it perfectly. I would say that Warren Washington very much embraced knowing how big of shoes he had to fill with nothing being there. You know, Kamani Lawrence was gone from last year, who was kind of that guy. So Warren Washington has to come in, step into those shoes and become that player. I think he did a pretty good job this year. And I think that he deserves more credit than he's probably given for what he was able to accomplish with the team at least from a Sun Devil perspective. I don't know. Maybe the fans do appreciate him more, but I feel like we talk about the Cambridge brothers a lot more than him. But bottom line, dude was a honorable mention for the defensive team. Clearly the Pac-12 took note of Warren Washington's play and understood that he was a very important piece of what the Sun Devils were trying to do during the 2022-2023 season. Awesome to see that he got the accolade there. Awesome to see that two Sun Devil players for basketball got represented this year. Got to talk to you guys about FanDuel now because we're just past the midway point in the NBA season, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in to Locked on Sun Devils. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit like and subscribe. Turn on notifications and check out the Locked on College Basketball podcast. You can get everything you need to know on and off the court in one space. Hear from experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Let's take a look now at the tournament that is laid out for Arizona State. The team will not be playing until 930 tonight. So you got a long day's wait for this game. No one would blame me if you went to bed, if we're just being honest. But support the team. I'll be up. It's going to be a long day for the Pac-12 tournament. Starts at 1 p.m. Arizona Mountain Time. uh, or Today, excuse me, I'm recording yesterday. At 1 p.m., starting with Colorado versus Washington. Then it's Cal versus Washington State, Stanford versus Utah, and then Oregon State versus uh, Arizona State. This will be a very important tournament for Arizona State. There is a lot at stake here. 
So something interesting that I do want to talk about before we get too much into detail about how to win and what they need to do and why they need to do it. I saw from Arizona Republic. Is Bobby Hurley out if they don't make the tournament this year? I have very publicly stated on this show before that I think Hurley has bought himself another year, maybe even two, based off of this season alone, regardless of whether or not they make the tournament. That's not me endorsing that this is the way it needs to be, but this is me saying I feel like this is what happened. With Bobby Hurley, this is a guy that was able to rally his troops. He's a player's coach, and you... You've been able to get quality seasons out of him, which is, I guess, the standard at Arizona State. We don't ask for a lot here. But at the same time, something that I've said many a times is that you still need to make the tournament more often than not. And they've only done that once under Bobby Hurley. If they falter, let's say they go one and done in the, in the, in the tournament again, just like they did last year to Stanford. That happens. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he gets fired. I think it's a conversation to have. So that's just my kind of thoughts on that. Cause I saw that kind of floating around there. I still think he's done enough. That's not me saying that there shouldn't be a conversation. I just think that that's probably the direction the team is going to go is hanging on to Hurley for at least another year. I think he's bought that much right, wrong or indifferent. Looking at the tournament now, Arizona State is going to start off with Oregon State. They're the 11th seed in the tournament. There's, there's no reason they shouldn't win this game. Oregon State was a very bad basketball team this year, and Arizona State, as up and down as they are, is definitively far and away a better team than the Beavers are. There's absolutely no excuse to go one and done in this tournament. From there, as the sixth seed, you will have your opportunity to either play USC or Oregon, depending on how the seeding ends up falling. So if Washington State, who's the fifth seed, wins their game, you will play USC. If Washington State loses and you win, you will play Oregon based off of the seeding and everything. So I would tell you that's ideal because that means that you don't have to go straight into the meat grinder that is UCLA. And you also are able to avoid Arizona coming off of their little um, buy in the tournament. This is going to be important for Arizona State. This is what will allow them to hopefully get two quick wins in the tournament. And it's not going to be easy because USC and uh, Oregon are quality teams. The good news is you have the Oregon once this year, and you did it in Eugene, so you know you're capable of that. The bad news is USC swept you, and you didn't look like you could keep up on the same court as USC, and that's where in the problem lies, is trying to figure out how you're going to keep up with them. USC did have the sixth man of the year, and I need to pull up his name because I have forgotten, but they did have the sixth man of the year for their team, and... They just are a quality team all around. Uh, Reese Dixon Waters, excuse me, was the sixth man of the year for USC. Quality player. They got a quality team. This is a team that, like I said, they swept Arizona State. It's it's not going to be a walk in the park for Arizona State to waltz in 
beat them and continue on in the tournament. They're going to have to work hard. They're going to have to prove that they belong in the, in that tier of PAC 12 teams that separates everyone else. Like, yes, we have four teams that had a buy in the first round, but it's really UCLA, U of A, and then probably a little bit of a drop off to uh, USC, Oregon, Arizona state, Washington state. You're playing to show that you belong in that same tier as the USC's and the Oregon's and the Washington states of the Pac-12, and that you're not in that third or maybe even fourth tier. The Pac-12 is definitely top-heavy. You want to prove that you belong closer to the top than you do anywhere else at this point in time. One more time, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, make sure that you check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast with Andy Patton and Isaac Shade as they bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players all throughout the college hoops landscape. Locked on College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Final thoughts and kind of the game plan here. The simplest form of this game plan is basically just be smarter about your shots. I I don't think that you can craft this massive game plan when you've seen this team play 31 games they basically are who they are at this point especially at the post uh, the the postseason part of the season but what you do need to try and do is make better quality shots and work on that shot selection that the team feels like it's repeatedly getting in its own way with this isn't a difficult ask in my opinion this should be something that the sun devils can overcome they just need the game to slow down that's where i'm kind of at with it i mentioned that earlier when talking about desmond cambridge is you want to see the game slow down for him to where he's not just chucking up shots i think that goes for this whole team i think that dj horn can be very very uh, guilty of that I think that Frankie Collins maybe doesn't take enough shots. I don't know. There's certainly room for improvement throughout the roster. It's not a one-person problem. This is an entirety of Arizona State problem. Hopefully, I have not seen anything yet. Hopefully, by the time you see this or by the time the game tips off, Austin Nunez will be active because if he is, that's going to help your deep shooting, and that's going to be really, really important for you. Hopefully, he clears his concussion protocol. Obviously, take your time. Nobody wants to rush you through something like that as someone who's had a concussion before it's the worst i remember just feeling like i needed to push myself and getting sick over it so definitely don't want austin to feel like he has to push himself through all of that i do really hope that he is available though because i think that he is a difference maker when he is on the court even as that six-man bench player kind of guy for arizona state but if he's not then you just need to find a way to Set yourself up for success. That means don't take five seconds off the shot clock and throw it up. You know, allow the play to develop for you. Slow it down. Not just the game, but the pace that you're playing at. Like, not not just figuratively, but literally slow the game down. 
allow things to set up, get plays developed, set up screens, open things up in the paint and deep and wherever, beyond the arc, a lot, a lot, a lot of all that, all that jazz. You just need to have everything relaxed. Arizona State plays fast, ferocious, and unhinged. More often than not, it feels like that bites them in the butt. And again, unfortunately, at this point in the season, I just don't know how correctable that is. But I do think that this is something that can be achieved for the team. And if they want to make a run in this tournament, they have to slow down, literally and figuratively. Things have to be smoother for them because you have to win probably two games in this tournament if you want to be able to go on to play in the March Madness NCAA tournament. I don't see any other way around it. I think you absolutely have to win two games in this tournament. In a in a best-case scenario, I would love if you could win two games and win them pretty convincingly. If you could find a way to show off that you belong with the top tier competition, that's going to go a long way. It's with the people who are building the brackets. I, I, another best case scenario is probably making it as like a first four out or whatever the terminology is, like a play-in game kind of thing. That should probably be the realistic goal is to get to the play-in game. Obviously, I would, and not just me, we would prefer you to just flat out make the tournament, but it doesn't always go that way. For Arizona State, this is not going to be an easy cha- uh, easy task, excuse me. This is going to be an up, uh, uphill battle. This is going to be a massive challenge for the team. It's nothing, however, it's nothing I don't think they can't overcome. We have seen Arizona State play good basketball. They played Arizona tight both games, including an upset. They beat Creighton. They beat Michigan. They beat VCU. They played UCLA tough. They played USC tough. They beat Oregon and played Oregon tough. This is a team that is capable of playing close, tight, gritty basketball games. This is not an impossible ask. It's just not going to come easy. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, right? That classic saying, well, here's your chance. As Tallahassee once said in Zombieland, it's time to nut up or shut up. Put your money where your mouth is, Arizona State. You want to make the bracket? You're going to make some noise starting tonight against Oregon State. Hopefully, we'll see them playing tomorrow as well. But don't worry. I'll be all over the coverage. So make sure that wherever you get your podcast, you hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrats36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Stay in touch, guys. Follow along. Let's go Sun Devils. Till next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked On.